Welcome to Susquehanna Valley Church Podcast. My name is Matt Saxinger, and I serve here as head pastor. Hey, we want to help you think about stuff you need to think about and talk about stuff you need to talk about. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, we want to invite you to uh, to listen regularly, and you can certainly check back to uh, some of the other stuff we've got in our previous episodes. Shakespeare says, how poor are they that have not patience? And so that's going to be our topic today, the idea of patience. And uh, the precursor to this was actually our sermon on Sunday morning where we looked at uh, what, what it means to have patience, why we should have patience, and uh, really uh, sparked a conversation in my mind specifically about what do we do and how do we respond to cum- cumulative annoyances, the things that just keep bugging us, that that coworker that keeps annoying us for one reason or another, um, or maybe it's just our kids asking us a question over and over again, or or maybe it's a character flaw in our spouse that just keeps coming back at us. Uh, whatever it is for you, cumulative annoyances tend to be the things that wear us down. It's not so much uh, it's not so much that individually it bothers us, but when it's over and over again, when it's repetitive, that's the thing that really annoys us and drives us crazy. So we want to talk about that today and uh, give you some tools to really help kind of redeem that situation, make the most of it. And hopefully in the end, um, you're not as a, as irritable a person as as you are right now. That's the goal. Um, of course, we believe everything that uh, that we do and change in our life we, we want to attribute to God and, and look for his work in our life. So um, this isn't just kind of self-help for how you can do better at the end of the day. This is us saying, we think God wants us to be more patient and patient, and he is trying to bring that about in us. So want to want to get started looking at how he wants us to be more patient. So as you're listening, I just want you to have in mind, whatever it is that just drives you nuts, if it's that morning commute, if it's the kids, if it's a coworker, if it's a job, if it's a certain task you got to do that you hate to do, and uh, and uh, we'll go from there. So, so first thing we want to challenge you with is this idea that we want you we want you to understand the irritation before you feel it. So understand it before you feel it. In other words, we typically respond emotionally before we respond intellectually. Uh, I, I talk about this a lot when we do uh, when we do pre marriage counseling with couples. We want to train them to react and uh, to respond, not to react. His reactions are typically pretty emotional. I, I I usually end up apologizing for reactions, but responses are things that usually have taken a couple more seconds and allowed us to get to a place where where uh, we've had some intellect and some wisdom along for the ride. So we want you to understand the irritation before you feel it. You're going to feel it, but we want you to think about it. And this is where the Bible comes along and James says that we should be slow to anger that it should take us a long time to get there, um, that we would have a, a slowness towards feeling some of that that offense and some of that aggravation, that's going to help us understand it. In other words, buy yourself a few seconds to think, why is this bothering me? So, so if we're going to understand it, three things I want you to understand. Um, I want you to understand you. Look at yourself a little bit. Ask yourself the question, why is this bothering me? What is it about this particular instance that's just driving me crazy that makes me feel the way that I do and learn about yourself here proverbs I quote this proverb all the time because I, I think it's so fitting for us um, the wise man understands the depths of his soul that we would know the depths of our soul man there's no greater insight into learning about ourselves than than when we look at the things that bother us and frustrate us and annoy us 
Uh, Psalm, Psalm 71, or Psalm 7, says, Lord my God, if I have done this and there's guilt on my hands. So Psalm 7, David is reflecting on, uh, on having to deal with uh, another king, Saul, who is, uh, who's attacking him and running after him, chasing him down for his life. And this is just getting old for, for David. And David has a moment of reflection to understand himself as he's dealing with that agitation and annoyance to say, is there something here that, that is wrong with me? Is there something about my being annoyed here or me uh, being in this situation that I've called this cause that I've taken some ownership for or I should take some ownership for? And so he says, Lord, my God, if I have done this and there's guilt on my hands. And so I think it's a good question to stop and say, is there anything that I'm responsible for here? Has, have I done anything to add to the annoyance and to the, the irritation of what's in front of me? But we don't normally like to look at that. We just like to blame. When, when we're annoyed... We're looking at how someone has interrupted something that we like, and we're trying to pinpoint why it is that they shouldn't have done what they've done, how they could have acted differently, how they could have treat, treated me differently or spoken to me differently, as opposed to saying, maybe I didn't hear that, or maybe I was too prone to be angry at that point. So that's the first thing. We want you to understand yourself, understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Really ask yourself the question, what is God trying to teach me right now? Is he trying to show me that maybe my temper is a little bit too short? Uh, maybe I, I need to have a little more rest in my life and not be so busy because, uh, because the busier I am, the easier it is for me to be annoyed and frustrated. So we want to understand yourself. Next thing, we'd love for you to understand either them or if it's a, if it's a task, understand it. So understand them. Um, if it's a person that's annoying you and they're just this, this cumulative annoyance that, that keeps bothering you, I, wanna, I want you to answer the question, why is, why is this so important to them? If they continue to come to you and bother you about something, it's revealing something to you about that individual that you can learn. There's something important to them that they're not getting, that they're not, their, their desires aren't being met or, or they're being frustrated and they're being disappointed about. Or um, maybe, uh, maybe they're just young and, and this is a, a weakness of theirs. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But as a friend, as a coworker, a, as a family member, sometimes it's up to us to also help them to see that whatever is important to them maybe is too important. Uh, maybe it's a time for you to to uh, be a voice of God in their life and help them to see that what they keep annoying you with is not something they should continue to wear you down over. Or maybe it's just something where they have a social flaw and your job is to help them to see that. Uh, so understand them or understand it. And, and I say understand it because there's times where, where we'll make a mistake or we'll run into something repetitively and we'll tend to blame an inanimate object or we'll, we'll blame, a, blame a circumstance. I'm a big fan. If there's a solution out of a circumstance that repetitively annoys us, then, man, take it. Figure it out and, and, and solve it. I, I want us to live with solutions, not cycles. Don't just keep being bogged down by the same thing if there's a, there's a circumstance that you keep getting annoyed with over and over again. So uh, understand it. So understand yourself, understand them, understand it. Uh, and and not just feel it. Don't just feel the, the heat and the anger, but think, use your head. God has given you a mind and given you wisdom for a reason. If you think about it, have you ever been mad at something only to figure out that you misunderstood it or were wrong about it? That's a sign that you felt it before you understood it. You didn't take the time to be slow to anger. 
you, you let anger overtake you. Hey, if I'm just being honest, Proverbs says that's a foolish person. You're, you're not behaving wisely. And I say that and I can say that to you because I'm there myself and I've been there time and time again. And there's times when I've gotten frustrated with my kids and, and I've lost my cool. And then I realize I totally misunderstood their intentions. They weren't trying to do the thing that I thought they were doing. I just assumed based on cumulative annoyances why they were doing what they were doing. And I was dead wrong. And I was the one who played the part of the fool. So understand it before you feel it if you don't want to play the part of the fool. So then the, the next thing is this, is I want to challenge you to, and, and this is key, if you're going to be a person who doesn't allow cumulative annoyances to annoy you, you can't let them accumulate. Let each issue stand on its own island. Let each issue stand on its own island. We like to group our frustrations and this is why we'll say things like, well, he always does this, or she always do this, or, or they always do that. But we tend to group them together, and we put them on the same island until they frustrate enough, enough, and then we want to sink the island. So we just pile them all up together, and then we sink the whole island together. And the problem is that just creates a whole bunch of drama and toxicity in our relationships that we really, really don't need to have in our life. And this, by the way, is what we hate when other people do. When other people group all of our things onto one island, we're like, whoa, hey, slow down a second here. That's not, you know, that's not fair. This is just one time. I can't believe that you're doing that. We become extremely defensive and we don't actually work through whatever the issue is that we're trying to say. So don't don't create this this island where we we put all of our annoyances together. Let each one stand about stand on its own island. The, the, the issue is we feel we feel like we're just to complain about others if there's a trend. So we see a trend, we start to put them on the same island, and then when, when the trend is showing itself, then we're going we're gonna to lay out the, the island. But what if our trend became something different? What if our trend was not grouping things together on, one island, on, on a big island and sinking the island? What if the trend was, was trying to deal with each individual issue one at a time where we extend grace? What if grace became the trend? So here, here's what I, I want for you. If you're a person who groups things, puts them on an island, cumulative annoyances should be countered with casual conversations. Just get in a habit of politely, calmly, no big deal, confronting things as they come up. And don't let five things get on one island. Deal with it one issue at a time, one island at a time, and you don't have to have that issue. Your relationships become much more, much healthier if you don't have the accounts that are building up again and again. Matthew 18, by the way, talks about dealing with these interactions with each other and, and some of the frustrations and annoyances and the sins against us. And, and the idea is if you have something against somebody else, go to them. It doesn't say, Scripture doesn't say, once you have a whole bunch of things, then go to them and unload everything at one time. No, the challenge is that we would go when one thing, when something bothers us that we would go to them in a spirit of trying to solve the issue, not punish the the mass of the the weight of everything that's bothered us. And so that that's going to be a, a casual conversation of, hey, I don't know if you intended to do this, but the way that you said that to me made me feel unimportant. Or the way that you, uh, the, the tone that you use made me feel dumb. 
If we can keep them simple, casual conversations where we're we're not attacking, we're just saying, hey, this is how I felt in regards to what you said. It's no big deal. I, I want to move past this, but I don't want it to be something that remains in my heart. So, so if you think in your life, imagine all the anxiety that you've felt over the years, all the the you know the sleepless nights, all the difficult things that you dreaded. If you would have just talked them out before they had a chance to build, before you just kept them in your heart and felt it for a long time, how much less stress would you have felt over the years? I think personally, I'd have a lot less gray hair. I think I'd have a lot more, uh, a lot, lot healthier relationships in my history than, than for all the times that I just kept it, kept it, put it on an island, put it on an island, and then then the island sunk. And I'm, I'm referencing marriage, marriage a couple times in this podcast because the reality is uh, th- these are things that have to happen in a, in a marriage situation. And so we, we often talk about, my wife and I, we call ourselves a one-issue couple. A one-issue couple comes from the fact that we realized in the beginning of our marriage that when an argument started, it would escalate from the initial issue to about 15 issues within, you know, within a, a minute where I'd say, Hey, you did this. And, and she would say, well, you did that. And I'd say, well, yeah, you did that. And, and then somebody would inevitably say, well, you always do that. And then there's the Island. We sank it and we haven't grown closer together at all. And so what we just decided was we're going to wave the white flag at trying to, trying to deal with more than one issue at a time. We're going to deal with one and we're going to see it through. If another one shows up in the conversation, then we're going to put it to the side. It's on its own island. We are going to address it afterwards. I think we're bad at this because we're rusty with it. I I don't think we like casual confrontation because we just never do it. But I bet if you're willing to try this, you're going to see this is a blessing for your relationships to just say, hey, I don't know if you realize it, but this offended me or this bothered me. And, and I think you're going to have much better responses as opposed to the response of accumulative annoyance where you just tend to blow up and lose it. Whereas Proverbs 15 warns that a harsh answer stirs up more anger was, than was there in the first place. So what do you want? Do you want a quick solution or do you want more answer in a sunken island? And one of them is a path to a great relationship. The other is not. Now, a little insight for those of us who happen to be parents, or maybe you're a boss and you got employees under you, this would work for you as well. I want to remind you, because mostly I have to remind myself again and again, that we tend to treat persistence as an annoyance. If a child or if an employee comes up to us and keeps asking the same question, the same thing over and over again, I'll be honest with you, there is little in life that drives me crazier than being asked the same thing multiple times and having to repeat the same answer multiple times. And persistence can drive me crazy. And then all of a sudden, uh, one day I was reading an article. I wish I could quote it, but this was several years ago and I can't, can't place where it was. And they talked about how some of the most impactful skills that your children should have in life. And one of them is persistence. One of them is for them to not give up and for them to stick with something and to see it through if it's a desire or if it's a a skill or or if it's something they want, because they're going to get to a place in life where if they're not going to be persistent, they're going to be living on our couch in a basement. They're they're not going to be out there on their own in their own world and, and making things work. We want, we want, we want, we want our employees, we want our kids to be persistent. And so please, 
as as hard and challenging as it is, as frustrating and frustrating as it is, persistence is a path to productivity. Persistence is a path for your child how to learn to learn how to be productive in life, or or somebody else to learn how to be productive in life. And so, as much as it bothers us, we gotta encourage it. We gotta praise it. Now we can guide it. We can teach it. Uh, an appropriate tone without a whine or without a complaint. We can teach uh, a respectful way of doing it, but don't discourage it. Shape it, mold it, but don't discourage it because persistence is a path to productivity in our world. And the scriptures, God tells us about a widow who is persistent and keeps at it and keeps at it, and he says her prayers are going to be answered. Look, let's have persistent kids. Let's have persistent employees. And if we've got to find a better path for how to deal with that, then by all means, we should. 1 Corinthians 13, by the way, in verse 5, says love is not easily angered. In other words, love is not easily irritated. That's a verse that I wish wasn't in there because I tend to be a person who is easily perturbed. But that's, according to the scriptures, that's the opposite of love. Love is to not be easily angered. It is easy to love a kid when they are doing everything the way that you want. It's easy to love a spouse or a friend or a boss or a neighbor when they're doing things the way that you want. But what makes the love of the scripture so incredible is that God has chosen to love us while we were his enemies in Romans 5. While we were the ones agitating him, while we were the ones frustrating him, he has chosen to demonstrate his love for us. And so if we're going to be followers of Christ, then guess what? We should be pretty good at letting love conquer cumulative annoyances. We shouldn't be easily angered. And and so we recognize, hey, something I want is being denied, but something that God wants doesn't have to be denied. Something I want is being denied. I want normalcy. I want rest, I want peace, I want quiet, I want easiness. Something I want is being denied, but that doesn't mean that something God wants has to be denied too. And God wants us to love. He wants us to love and it shouldn't be easily angered. So maybe, just maybe part of this whole cumulative annoyances thing is I'm just too easily irritated and I'm not as much of a loving person as I I should be. And for us to get to that place, I want to I want to just be real with you. You're not going to show up there overnight, but I hope this is a journey we continue to grow in. And Psalm 7, I referenced that earlier. You've got David running from Psalm to Saul. And, and David says in Psalm 7, verse 1, Lord, my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me. I take refuge in you. Earlier today, I was talking to somebody. And I was outside, and the temperature really wasn't that bad out. It's January, and it should be like in the teens, but it's in the 40s. And so I was just standing outside, and I thought this would be no big deal. I'll be able to stand out and enjoy uh, just a conversation with this individual. And uh, what I felt as I walked out to, to talk to them, I felt this just constant wind against me. 
And within a minute or two, I was cold. It was just the cumulative effects of a wind continuing to blow blow past me that I was cold. And I had to apologize and say, excuse me, I'm just going to step out of the wind and we can keep talking. I had to take refuge from the thing that was continuing to to wear me down. And I think that's what we have to do here to, to find a time when we can just say, God, this is really, this is really frustrating me. It shouldn't, I, I should be more loving. This shouldn't agitate me the way that it does. But God, I need your strength here. I need your peace here. I need to rest in the way that you love me and let that show through in the way that I love others. So get out of the wind, enjoy the refuge, and and really just embrace God's love. That's going to be part of you understanding the irritation before you feel it. That's going to be part of you letting each issue stand on its own island. Part of part of you uh, part of it when you realize that persistence is a path to productivity. And I think in the end, it's just going to be part of a better relationship for you, for you with God and with the people around you. Edward Welch in, in the book, Reading Scared, Fear, Worry, and the God of Rest. He says this, a mere mortal, a mere mortal would have had enough of our complaints long ago, but God invites dialogue and displays unlimited patience with us. That's an amazing thing that we should not take for granted, that God doesn't get tired of our complaints He doesn't feel the cumulative effect of our whines or complaints, but he continues to invite dialogue and display unlimited patience. Hey, we thank you for listening in. Remember, if you're a person who's checking this out, we hope you don't just listen. We hope you talk about it. It's not just stuff to think about. It's stuff to talk about. So if you're in a group, awesome. If you're not in a group, find somebody to ask a couple questions to about this whole thing. And so, you know, what is it for you that is that cumulative annoyance? What wears you down? And then check out Psalm 7 and look at how look at how David, as he runs from Saul, is more concerned with God's character than he is with his own and how that's a solution for him in, in his cumulative annoyance. And then I want you to ask the, the question, you know, why is it difficult to love the people that annoy you? So check out those things, not just stuff to think about, but stuff to talk about. Hey, we're thankful that you're listening in and we hope you check us out next time. Mm-hmm.